This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. WRKS. Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio, streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. Blake Scott filling in for Bo Bounds on a Tito's Thirsty Thursday. Excited to have you here as we talk a little SEC football. A little recruiting, a little recruiting. Just trying to find some recruits. And maybe a little NFL discussion. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. Senior analyst going to join us here at 8.30. Dave Bartu, College Football Matrix, join us at 9.30. Both on the Corona Premier guest line. Excited to discuss uh, a little NFL and college football action. Should be a good time. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. The Out of Bounds Show, powered by the great stakes at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. That's right, Kessler Prime. Right in the heart of Ridgeland, KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. You want that bone-in filet, maybe a perfectly cooked medium-rare ribeye, topped with some shrimp, maybe some crab meat. You know, can't go wrong. Side of that cream spinach, asparagus, the French fries are to die for. And, of course, you gotta, you got to end it all with that delectable uh, citrusy sweet treat, the lemon icebox pie. That's my favorite. It's my go-to. When I'm at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance, KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio. We're excited to be talking a little SEC football and SEC football recruiting as Arch Manning 
the hot name of the 2023 class, the number one quarterback and the number one recruit in the country. Still up in the air, Alabama goes ahead and signs or commits, I should say, Eli Holstein, the four-star QB out of Louisiana. He's number eight quarterback in the country, and that's been opening up the question of where will Arch Manning attend school? Will it be Texas? Will it be Georgia? Is Alabama still in the running? Is Ole Miss in the running? Speaking of Ole Miss, an interesting article from Sports Illustrated. Most of you know who Ross Dellinger is. He came through Mississippi. He covered Louisiana State University for a while. He's been a big SEC voice, college football voice. And uh, he is now with Sports Illustrated, has been for a little while. And he sat down with Lane Kiffin and did an exclusive discussion with the Ole Miss head football coach about NIL. That's right. Lane Kiffin opens up on the NIL landscape in college football. Let me give you the uh, exact line. Here we go. A candid Lane Kiffin on NIL recruiting and boosters. Quote, we're a professional sport. End quote. Lane Kiffin, we are a professional sport, end quote. Now, we've spent the last week discussing what two big-name coaches in the SEC have said about NIL, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Nick Saban said Jimbo Fisher and A&M paid for every recruit. He said that Jackson State and Deion Sanders induced a recruit to leave Power 5 and come to an HBCU for a million dollars. Jimbo Fisher responded, we didn't pay anybody. We didn't do anything wrong. We're A&M, right? Now, while these two old heads bicker back and forth and get upset about NIL and get upset about this, that, and the other, Lane Kiffin, from the very beginning of this, has taken a very singular approach to NIL. It's part of the game. It's part of the landscape. Let's use it to the best of our abilities and let's understand as much as we can about it. Lane Kiffin has had the correct approach to NIL in college football. Let me be very clear and say that again. Lane Kiffin has had the correct approach to NIL in college football. There's no doubt in my mind you can go the Saban route and get upset about it and it's changing the status quo of college football perhaps and you're having to rechange the way that you've recruited and built your dynasty for the last 20 years at LSU and at Alabama. And I get it. I get why Nick Saban would be upset about that. He's been able to, you know, be the most successful college football coach in history off the system that he's put in place at LSU and Alabama. However, in modern college football, if you want to take the Jimbo Fisher route and, and act like, people came to your school for your school and whatever, you better have the best dead gum NIL collective in the country. And A&M has it at this point. We'll see if that changes. But you you can only act like you're above NIL if your NIL deals are, are fantastic because that's how you get kids to campus. And that's what Lane Kiffin says. In this interview with Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, you can check it out on SI.com. Just go to SI.com, search Lane Kiffin. It'll pop right up. Kiffin discusses 
how players are deciding where to go to school, whether it's out of the high school ranks, looking at prospective NIL opportunities, or whether it's kids coming out of JUCO or transferring up from G5 to P5 or from low-end P5 to high-end P5. Kiffin said, quote, I've said from the beginning, players should get paid. They do the work. While that should be limited to a scholarship check, I disagree with. And they shouldn't be paid all equal. That's not what happens in the real world. Why does their best player get paid the same as their worst player? That's not real life. There's just not a system. It was, okay, open it up. No system behind it. I'm sure some people saw these things coming, and a lot of people didn't. End quote. Lane Kiffin is very aware of where college football is headed. And look at what they've done in the transfer portal. You don't think Jackson Dart chose Ole Miss in large part to what they put together to incentivize him to choose Ole Miss? Like, let, let, don't get it twisted. Ole Miss is a good school and a good football program. It wasn't like he was being enticed to LSU, right? It's not Joe Burrow going to LSU. It's not the same. Jackson Dart chose Ole Miss in large part because of the way NIL was handled with Jackson Dart and with Michael Trigg, the tight end from USC. Only Arch Manning and maybe one or two other recruits over the next coming years will be mostly unaffected by NIL NIL opportunities. NIL will steer the way college football recruiting is handled over the next decade and probably into perpetuity at this point. Now, NIL will change, and there will be more regulation and more um, governance over it as things evolve and adapt. But Lane Kiffin has taken the correct approach to NIL. He's attacking NIL and the new college landscape the correct way. So don't get it twisted. You can take the Jimbo route and think that you're bigger and better than NIL, but if you want to take that route and you want to publicly talk that way, your NIL collective better be spotless. It better be a well-oiled machine. And obviously A&M's was. And that's why Jimbo can sit on his high horse and say, well, we didn't do anything. And they didn't do anything wrong. He's right about that. There was nothing illegal done. But to say they didn't pay their players in, in terms of an NIL opportunity is is ludicrous and asinine and just patently false. Lane Kiffin has it figured out. I don't know if Mike Leach has it figured out. I'm not sure if Mike Leach understands the new NIL landscape. And that may hurt Mississippi State. I don't know. I don't know if, if they have figured out the new NIL landscape the way Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss have figured it out. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, Out of Bounds Show, powered by the award-winning stakes at Kessler Prime, KesslerPrime.com, to make a reservation. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider, coming up next. Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider, pro football focused at 8.30. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus Studio. Streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. The Out of Bounds Show. Brought to you, of course, by Madison Ridgeland Academy, MRA Sports, excelling on the field and in the classroom, MRA Pats, Madison Ridgeland Academy. Schedule your tour today. Go check out what Ross Haley and the crew are doing at Madison Ridgeland Academy. Patriots have been dominating on the football field and the basketball court for some time now. And, of course, in the classroom. Out of Bounds show powered by Madison Ridgeland Academy. Blake Scott filling in for Bo Bounds. Efforting David Hellman. We're going to see if we can get him on here in just one second. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. When you're running the show one man, that's what you do. you gotta, you got to take a quick second to answer the phone. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys Insider 247. Oh, not 247. <laughs> Let me reset. DallasCowboys.com, Dallas Cowboys Insider David Hellman. On the Corona Premier guest line, this is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. David I wanted to jump on, uh, have you jump on the show real quick. Just wanted to talk about the Cowboys offseason. We're now a couple weeks removed from the draft. Most of the rookies are getting signed up, and things are heading in one clear direction. Uh, what is the tenement, what's the temperature of things at the star as the Cowboys head into uh, this next year with Mike McCarthy? I think that's an interesting way to phrase it because, I, th- I mean, I think the temperature at the star is business as usual i mean otas start up this week actually uh, we're going to the first open one to the media here in the next little bit or uh, later this morning i think it's business as usual for the cowboys themselves um as far as the people who care about the cowboys i think it's really interesting i think um i think there's a lot of frustration around this fan base and and the people that follow the cowboys i think there's a sentiment among fans and and media that um, this team hasn't done a whole lot to improve itself from the team that, that got embarrassed in the playoffs uh, this past January. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see who's right about that. Cause I think um, this is, this is about as down as I can remember fans and media being on the Cowboys in the last decade. Um, but I don't think the Cowboys feel that way or if they are, if they do, they're doing a good job of hiding it. Um, so like I said, I think, uh, it'll, it'll be fun to see whose assessment of where this team stands is the correct one. Yeah. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider, DallasCowboys.com on the Corona premier guest line. This is the out of bounds show. What do you feel they did this off season to get better? Because I think that is an interesting point that you bring up. And that seems to be the big sentiment is that you let Amari Cooper leave. You don't make big signings in free agency or really any signings in free agency and the draft perhaps didn't come with the C.D. Lamb flashy playmaker land 
in the top of the draft. So, so what did Dallas do to be a better football team in 2022? Um, I mean, I don't think they did anything. That's, and I mean, I'm one of those people. I don't think this team has improved from where it was in January. Um, I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line. If you're asking for my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you let, you let an all pro caliber receiver and Amari Cooper walk out the door. Uh, things fall apart with Randy Gregory, who, who's not an all pro, but it's certainly an incredibly productive pass rusher. Um, you know, they've, they've brought in some guys, but to your point, I, I sitting here in May, I'm not convinced that, that most of those signings are improvements over what they had. Uh, so really they're putting a lot of, hope and faith in their ability to draft players and to their credit they are very good at it you mentioned cd lamb they found micah parsons as well i think they would tell you that not only do they expect last year's draft class to continue to grow and improve but but they think they've hit another home run with this draft class whether it's tyler smith the left guard whether it's sam williams the defensive end um i just you know i've covered this team for 10 years at this point and i think it's optimistic to assume you're going to get crazy contributions all through your draft class right away. Yeah, you might get one or two guys. Um, I think it's overly optimistic to hope for more than that, and I think that's what the Cowboys are doing. So happy to be proven wrong, but I don't think this is a better team. Yeah, David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, you're right. I think that this idea that drafting is going to secure – the positions that you need and and you're going to be able to solidify each spot on your team um that's ludicrous and asinine if you look at the best teams in college, in in the nfl over the last few years most of them are utilizing the free agency window in some level to find a playmaker or a difference maker on either side of the football dallas continues to refuse to do that you know as well as i do the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is there any reason to expect a different result from the Cowboys if they continue to do the same thing over and over? Um, I mean, like I said, there's there's always the possibility that we will all be proven wrong. And I mean, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones loves to bring this up. I mean, maybe people weren't down on the Micah Parsons decision, but I, I don't think anybody was overly no, nobody was expecting him to completely change their defense as a rookie. I mean, that's fair to say, and and he absolutely did. He established himself as one of the best young defenders in the league, and so that's what the Cowboys point to. And like I said, they're confident that they've got another guy or two like that in this draft class, and maybe they do. Um, but to your point, I mean, if if something's going to change, it's just going to take um, hitting on these picks to an unfathomably successful degree. Um, it's not to say it's impossible, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the trends and what we see around the NFL in terms of successful team building suggests you've got to do more than just hope you hit on your draft picks. And the problem is I look at it almost like, um, almost like an assembly line, which is to say like, by the time one group of young players is ready to be mm -hmm. stars and contribute, yep. you're losing another group. I yep. mean, that's, you know, you, you lose Byron Jones to free agency. You lose Randy Gregory to free agency. You trade Amari Cooper because you don't like the way his contract is structured. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like as soon as you get one thing shored up, you're losing the other thing. And I just don't think you can keep a lid on all of that simply by drafting players. The Cowboys clearly disagree. Um, 
And so maybe one one year they will prove us wrong. But to this point, it hasn't happened. Yeah, I'm I'm with you wholeheartedly. You just can't fill all the holes in the boat, so to speak. That's why free agency is there. There's a reason the tool is available for you to use. Um, it's unfortunate that they don't use it. David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys Insider, DallasCowboys.com. On the Corona Premier Guest Line, this is the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, real quick, I got probably 60 seconds, 90 seconds. Dak Prescott, where is his health? Where is his, you know, body heading into this season because you know he he comes over the ankle injury which was gruesome but then deals with a calf shoulder combination all last year where's Dak Prescott every indication I've been given is that he's great I mean and and it seems like you know this is this is pretty classic Dak I mean he he seems like he's been all business this offseason I think the way last season ended really affected him uh it seems like he's been grinding I mean he was insisting during the season that the calf wasn't bothering him, so I would imagine four months later he's fine. Um, he's been working out, and like I said, we'll get our um, we'll get our first look at him later today uh, with OTAs starting. But I mean, I, I expect him to be full steam ahead. There you go, David Hellman, Dallas Cowboys insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. As always, David, we appreciate your time uh, talking a little Cowboys, and I'm sure we will bring you back as we continue to creep closer to another great NFL season. Can't wait, man. Anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you, David. David Hellman at Hellman DC on Twitter at Hellman DC on Twitter. Uh, He's a fantastic follow throughout the season for you. NFL and Cowboys fans, David Hellman on the Corona premier guest line out of bounds ESPN one Oh five, nine, the zone live in the bank plus studio sec insider hit coming up next. Hope you've enjoyed this Winner's Wednesday. you got 20, 20 more minutes. Send in your thoughts on Mike Bianco, Ole Miss Baseball, on the NFL, Dallas Cowboys, anything and everything. We're giving away a $50 gift card to Bravo, Broad Street, and Sal and Mookie's. That's right. The Wings at Sal and Mookie's. Great option on a Wings Wednesday. Or you can head over to Roosevelt's at Live Oaks Golf Club. That's right. Roosevelt's at Live Oaks Golf Club. Tell them we sent you. Get some onion rings, some fried chicken. Maybe some Philly cheesesteak or a big old cheeseburger, whatever it is you like. Roosevelt's has you covered for that southern home-cooked meal. Roosevelt's at Live Oaks Golf Club. SEC Insider Hit, coming up next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus studio, this is the SEC Insider Hit. That's right, the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Live Oaks Golf Club and Roosevelt's at Live Oaks. I think the weather will be out enough today to go play around at Live Oaks Golf Club. But you've always got a chance to eat lunch. Tuesday through Sunday, Roosevelt's serving fantastic southern specials and blue plates. That's Fried chicken on Sunday lunch. Ooh, it's to die for. But you can't go wrong with the Philly cheesesteak, the chicken strips, the onion rings. The onion rings are where it's at. And, of course, Kyle and JB always serving up the cold beer at Roosevelt's at Live Oaks Golf Club. Highway 49 North, just south of Pocahontas. Go check out Roosevelt's and Live Oaks Golf Club. And while you're there, tour the Reed House at Live Oaks. Perfect for your corporate function, a wedding. Perhaps a, uh, a get-together, a little meeting, whatever it is that you need to have done. Roosevelt's and the Reed House at Live Oaks Golf Club can take care of you. We go to the Corona Premier Guest Line. We're going to welcome in Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst, NFL Insider Steve Palazzolo on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Steve, welcome into the Out of Bounds Show. I feel like it's been forever since I've talked to you. Um, has the NFL still going strong? I know I hadn't been around. I just want to make sure they're still, they're still cooking with gas. Of course they are. The NFL is always going, right? There's always some kind of news and team building stuff going on. So, yeah, there's, there's no offseason. That's right. That's right. I was looking over different things to talk about. I, I Obviously, we've got some Cowboys discussion here, and we had uh, Cowboys insider David Hellman on uh, yesterday that kind of dropped some, some of the feelings out of the star, and I want to get your thoughts from an outsider's perspective. Of course, Kyler Murray holding out of camp in Arizona, potentially. There's a lot of drama there not going to OTA. So there's a lot to get to, but let's start with the New Orleans Saints because that's a team close to home, and uh, obviously a lot of our listeners are diehard Saints fans. No Drew Brees last year. It was an up-and-down rocky season. Now you have no Sean Payton. There's a whole new era in New Orleans. How do you feel as we approach the first season without two Hall of Famers in the black and gold? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think the Saints have they've done some nice stuff this offseason. You know, they had some some cap issues that probably limited what they could do, but they were able to uh, they've had some turnover on the offensive line, but they were aggressive at the draft to go replace, you know, a couple, you know, fill a couple holes as far as you know, Trevor Penning at left tackle and Chris Olave at receiver, very aggressive to uh, maneuver the draft board to go get both players. Um, and then you see on the defensive side of the ball, you know, turning things around at safety and, you know, you lose a Marcus Williams, but you bring in a Tyron Matthew, you bring in Marcus May. So there's, there's a little bit of turnover on both sides of the ball, but I think the Saints are well positioned in a, you know, in NFC that I think, you know, beyond the top few teams, beyond the, the Bucks and the Packers and the Rams and maybe the Cowboys, it's a little top heavy. And I think it's wide open for teams like the Saints to make a run. So it'll come down to, uh, you know, how they handle not having Sean Payton, uh, Jameis Winston staying healthy. He was on, on track to have a, a very good season last year before getting hurt. And, uh, you know, some of the some of the young players stepping up. So it's kind of a new era 
in, in many ways in New Orleans without Breeze, without Peyton, but also with some some young players coming in that they're going to rely upon. And then, uh, you know, Tyron Matthew coming home and anchoring that secondary. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. How do you, does pro football focus have a numerical grading scale for coach impact? Like an OC, DC head coach impacts a team for X amount of value over a course of a season. Do y'all, do y'all have that grading scale? I don't know if I've seen that. We don't have like an official grading scale or anything, but we have a few, we have a few ways to on, on both sides of the ball, kind of, kind of parse out the coaching as much as we can. So on the offensive side of the ball, we'll look at, Hey, how, how effective was this offense in relation to how we graded the players? And, and sometimes you get more offensive production compared to the, the player grading. And something like that is where Sean Payton, uh, his offenses, however you want to, you know, divvy out the credit there his offenses have generally outperformed what they should do, right. From, yeah. a, from a grading standpoint. And, and so that's, that's kind of how we do it is, is say, you know, here's the expectation giving our, given our player grades, but there's, there's higher or lower production and we'll generally account that to the coach. And, and Peyton was always really good in that regard. Yeah. The sum of the whole is worth more than the value of the parts type of thing. I understand that. We're talking to, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst. The reason I asked that question and laid it out that way is I just want to get your thoughts from an analytical from an analytical perspective, excuse me, of what Sean Payton's absence will mean for the success and failure rate of this Saints offense because that's the thing I don't even with Drew Brees running the show and as much as Drew Brees did Sean Payton was able to win without Drew in the last two to three, four years of Drew's career when he, he got hurt or, or missed time. So my question with that is just how, you know, do you see a, a big kind of win-loss value on Sean Payton and his absence from this offense as they perform over this first year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it'd be tough not to lose something. I know, you know, Pete Carmichael's back and he's there. It's tough to really know exactly how much impact he had versus Peyton, but you know, the way you laid it out, it's true, right? When they, when they had Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater uh, or Jameis Winston didn't really matter. They went out there and in one games for the most part, kind of uh, injuries caught up last year for the saints. And, um, but, but Peyton wasn't just this offense too, you know, Dennis Allen was running the defense, but there was something about Peyton. He was involved in personnel decisions. You know, they, they've been one of the most aggressive teams, as, as far as trying to, you know, attacking or uh, spending money and also uh, in the draft, you know, moving up to a, to go get Marcus Davenport type players. So I think Peyton was involved in all of that stuff, right? So offensively, defensively, he definitely had his hand in there. But, um, and then long-term, I mean, I know Breeze was there for 15 years, but he took Breeze as an, you know, he was an afterthought, right? He was an afterthought around the league and shoulder issues and, and, and helped turn him into a Hall of Fame player. So always trying to, separate the quarterback and the coach, but they're always going to be linked together. So Peyton did great things there. Um, I think they'll still be okay because they've kept, you know, the same organizational philosophy. They've got a lot of the same people there and, and I think they'll be okay, but there's probably a little bit that's, that's been lost there with Sean Payton just because he's, he's had a lot of success through the years, particularly keeping that offense on track. Um, and especially after the Drew Brees era. Yeah. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9, the zone, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, senior analyst, on the Corona Premier Guest Line, this is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Mississippi Smart Homes, MSSmarthomes.com. Visit MSSmarthomes.com. Jake Manning and the crew can hook up your house for home automation. Uh, let me ask you this, Steve, as we 
look towards I'm gonna I'm gonna move into the Cowboys here in just a second, but they the Saints traded up for receiver five spots. We've talked about this a lot with value and, and things like that. It was that too early a commitment to a position like that when you don't have really a, a solid piece at quarterback and you're in your first year with a new coaching staff? Or is this the Saints saying, hey, it's business as usual because we kind of just promote it from within and we're going to operate like we didn't really have a regime tra- change? So I, I think the positional value is fine. I think you saw that around the NFL this year. If, if Some teams made big moves for quarterbacks. But if they weren't making a big move for a quarterback, they were doing it for a receiver, right? It was Tyree Kill on the move and Devontae Adams and eventually A.J. Brown. I think the league is really catching on to the receiver position used to be thought of as uh, the cherry on the top of, of the offense. Um, they're drivers of the offense. And, and there's only so many moves you can make at quarterback. And, w- and when you have a Jameis Winston at quarterback, you're going to – maximize his value by having awesome receivers to throw to. They moved the needle in the NFL. I think that was a big part of the move for the Saints, going to get Chris Olave. I think where it could come back to fight, though, is when you look at everything that they gave up to go get Chris Olave. You know, next year's first rounder was a part of it, and, and a second rounder and multiple uh, third and fourth round picks. It was like five total picks to go get one mm-hmm. Chris Olave. That, that's the thing when you go back and say, okay, would it have been better? two and three years from now for the Saints, would it have been better to have five players instead of one Chris Olave? Even if Olave is as good as Michael Thomas, it's going to be tough to justify, well, you could have had, you know, another starting guard, another defensive end, another corner, another average receiver, whatever it might be, right? It's like five players. I think that's the, that's the thing from a team-building standpoint that you can go back and say, okay, was that the right decision? But Olave is a very good receiver. Uh, he'll get open. He's a good route runner. I think he'll pair with Michael Thomas well. He'll give you know an important weapon to Jameis Winston. And it was business as usual for the Saints who just said, hey, this is what we do. We're aggressive. We go target the players we need. Uh, we needed a receiver. We needed a tackle. And that's what we did in the first round. There you go, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, senior analyst on the Corona Premier Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, SEC Insider Hit, powered by MSSmarthomes.com, Mississippi Smart Homes. Uh, for your home theater system, let them take care of you. You can be set up for NFL season, get all the games, and have all the surround sound, mssmarthomes.com. All right, let's talk Cowboys. The big debate around the NFL circles is whether or not Dallas took a step back from last year, not just talent-wise, but maybe true production-wise, right? Because I know that sometimes you can lose a name and still have valid production behind that name. It's just that people don't know them. Did the Cowboys get worse? Are they the same? Did they get better? What What is Steve Palazzolo's thoughts heading into 2022 for Dallas? I mean, it's tough to look at their roster and say that it got better on paper. You know, you lose a an Amari Cooper, you know, for whatever he's worth, right? I mean, the fact that Amari Cooper has been kind of run out of town by the Raiders and the Cowboys, I think is is somewhat meaningful. But it's also meaningful that once Amari Cooper got to town. Dak Prescott's production went through the roof in two, starting in 2018. And I know they've done a nice job adding to that receiving core in recent years, but uh, losing Amari Cooper and essentially trying to replace him with Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, uh, you know, more production from CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup, you have to call that a step back. You lose a starting left guard in Connor Williams, who'd been pretty dependable despite all the penalties. You lose uh, Randy Gregory. 
Um, and, and then you try, you're trying to replace those players essentially in the draft, pretty much directly in the draft. That's how the draft went, right? Tyler Smith's going to step right in at left guard, and Sam Williams is going to come in and you know maybe be the pass rusher for Randy Gregory, and Jalen Tolbert's going to come in and try to replace some of Amari Cooper's production. So it's tough to say that they got better. Now, at the same time, we're talking about a team that you know lost to, lost to the 49ers in the playoffs, easily could have won that game, and uh, you know, moved moved into the divisional or the or the conference championship in the playoffs. Like they were good enough last year to make those moves, so they'll still be good. But I, it, they're going to need other players to step up here. They definitely, I think, on paper, took a step back. And just that doesn't always directly translate to record. The, the core pieces are still there. You still have Dak. You still have a good receiving core. You still have a good offensive line, and you still have a very good defense led by superstar Micah Parsons. So um, I think Dallas is, you know, the best team in the NFC East. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. But as other teams are getting better, it's hard to say that the Cowboys did that this offseason just because they lost some some pretty key pieces. I know that we are a reactionary sport in football, especially in the NFL, and we're a copycat reactionary sport, right? So someone starts running the spread offense and it works. Now everybody's got spread concepts on and on down the line the cowboys have not joined the copycat edition of the league in the recent years in terms of really diving into free agency Uh, i know again recency bias but the last few champions the last few top end teams feel like they have added key pieces not built their teams entirely although tampa is unique but but key pieces have been acquired in free agency Dallas continues to double down, triple down on we're going to draft and trust the draft process. How big of a mistake is that for Dallas to continue to neglect the free agent pool? So I think a big, so, and I think the only mistake is, is stuff like the Zeke contract, which I think we're obligated to mention here every time I'm on, right? We have to have to talk about that. That's, of course. I mean, no, those, those are the issues, right? I mean, they have, through the draft, the Cowboys have added a ton of good players through the years. Uh, and then, but the, I think the issue is that you give Zeke a second contract, right? I mean, they look, they were aggressive to go get Amari Cooper a couple of years ago. It wasn't free agency, but it was a trade. Uh, they were aggressive there. But I think Dallas just got to this point where not only were they just trying to keep their own, but their own were pretty good. You know, you've got guys like Tyron Smith and, uh, Zach Martin, and you know they bring back Michael Gallup, and Demarcus Lawrence is is good despite whatever the sack totals say. He's very good. Um, so those are the guys that they've invested in, and that's just where the money has gone. I, I think it's just where the Cowboys are in their life cycle as a roster, being that they they've drafted a lot of very good players over the last five or so years and had to pay them. And you know I think that's uh, including Dak um, and then Zeke for whatever it's worth. So I think that's just taken up most of the money. As far as dabbling in free agency, I don't think you have to make splash moves in free agency, but the NFL, it's important to be good in your, your top you know, 25 to 30 players on a roster. And I think you can find some top 25 to 30 players in free agency and not really breaking the bank. I think that might be the one place where Dallas could do a better job is um, getting some more of those middle-tier free agents, um, whether it's you know filling a hole here and there in the secondary adding more defensive line depth, just doing a better job there because that's where they failed from a draft perspective is, is that defensive line on the, on the interior, just not building 
through the draft effectively, that's where I would sprinkle in more free agents. So it's less about the splash moves for me in free agency and more about, hey, there are some very good veterans that you can go get to just kind of tidy up other parts of the roster. I think the Cowboys could do a better job of that. Yeah, Steve Palazzolo, Steve Palazzolo, excuse me, pro football focus senior analyst on the Corona Premier Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, SEC Insider Hit, powered by Mississippi Smart Homes, MSSmarthomes.com. That's, I guess, where my point is, Steve, and that's what I keep going back to. I don't need you to go sign Matt Stafford and or Tom Brady, right, or OBJ. Those aren't the, and I, I don't think Odell Beckham is the value that his name gives, but it's a splash name, right? Uh, but I think that the inability or the unwillingness to explore adding those key 25th player on your roster, 28th player on your roster, 30th player on your roster, right? I do believe that that's where the Cowboys biggest weakness has been over the last five years and it's why their roster has never truly been complete because they don't approach filling the puzzle the the whole way through I guess would be would be my thoughts um we're talking to Steve Palazzolo pro football focus senior analyst this is the out of bounds show ESPN 105.9 the zone talking quarterbacks Dak Prescott says he's the healthiest he's been in in years where are you with Dak his progression what he has to prove this year coming off Two seasons where, obviously, two years ago you had the gruesome season-ending injury to the ankle four or five weeks in, and then last year it felt like he was really nagged throughout the year with some shoulder and calf issues. Yeah, I think Dak is, you know, he's improved over the last couple of years. You'll feel better about what he's been able to do, and um, I think last year was, you, know, you could you could kind of tell things changed uh, at one point with the with the calf injury in the middle of the season where he wasn't playing as effectively. So I think Dak is one of the you know he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's in that top eight to ten type of range. And you know I think when you look at what he's going to have to do this year, I keep coming back to Amari Cooper. You know he he was a big he had a big impact on Dak's production and, and a big impact on the Cowboys having one of the best pass games when Dak's been healthy over the last few years is, is having legit receivers, having three legit receivers. And even when Michael Gallup got hurt last year, Cedric Wilson's stepping up and, you know, he's gone as well. So um, I think it's, I think there's a little bit more pressure on Dak to show that, Hey, he can carry this team, uh, take better care of the ball because he wasn't doing that very effectively last year at the end, you know, down the stretch. But I think there's just a little bit more pressure on Dak Prescott to go, uh, win more games for the Cowboys and do it, doing it with a slightly lesser receiving core. Can he bring a Jalen Tolbert around? You know, that, that's how you're going to have Dak go from this, hey, he's a top eight, he's a top ten guy to, into, into that top five range as he um, elevates the rest of the offense around him. Um, and he's got an opportunity to do that this year. But again, I think he's, he's in the mix as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which, of course, is a, a great starting point and gives the Cowboys a, a really good chance to win next year. All right, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, senior analyst on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Let me jump into another quarterback. Uh, Kyler Murray is obviously a name that people know. He played at Texas A&M, then uh, played at Oklahoma, obviously. What what exactly is happening in, in Arizona? Because it feels like a little bit of a weird situation. Kingsbury, still a young, unproven head coach in a lot of ways. Um, Kyler Murray now not at OTAs, holding out. What What's the situation with Kyler Murray in Arizona? I mean, I think I think Kyler, like other 
like other quarterbacks, they're just starting to take take some of the power back as far as you know when they want to get paid and all that stuff. We saw we saw this saga with Dak for a few years. We're, we're kind of seeing it with Lamar Jackson, even though it's not as highly publicized. But there are quarterbacks once they hit year three or four that they know they're they're due to get paid in a year or two, and they want to get paid a year early. And and they all have different goals. You know, I think uh, Dak wanted to have some you know, some out and out on the back end of his contract. Other, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes like the 10-year deal where they're locked up forever and have half a billion dollars, right? So everybody's got slightly different goals as far as what they want here. I think Kyler just wants to get his money now, strike while the iron's hot here heading into year four. I think eventually they'll figure it out in Arizona because with the Cardinals, I, there are some warning signs with Kyler. The fact that, you know, it's kind of gotten to this point. It was a, it was a tough finish to the season, mm-hmm. just an ugly playoff loss. And, you know, just a, just a bad taste in the, in, in their mouth coming off of last season. But I mean, Arizona doesn't want to go back to finding another quarterback. I don't think, I think they want to, you know, pay Kyler his 40 and, and then start building around him and, and move on. So eventually I think they'll figure it out, but, just a matter of Kyler Murray saying, "Hey, it's my turn now," and, and pushing it forward uh, a little bit more than we've seen from from other QBs in the past. Yeah, and that and that brings up this question. I know Kyler Murray is a fantasy freak when it comes to the quarterback position, but is he someone that you build your franchise around for ten years? You know, I think there's a lot of QBs that are in that interesting position of like we. We're they're good, but we don't know how good they are, and and what's the threshold for I'm going to pay this guy top end or you know top ten money to continue to lead my franchise, and what is my ceiling? I don't is Kyler Murray in that kind of question mark group of of maybe he's worth it, maybe he's not. I mean, there's always a little bit of risk there, but I think he's in that top ten range. I think he's in that range of of who you want to pay in part because of his skill set, because he, he's going to make special throws. He did that last year, huge big time throw rate, but, you know, by our numbers, but also his ability in the run game to, to build the run game around him if needed to let him scramble around and make plays. You're, he, he has, he represents a guy that can lead a high floor offense because of his rushing ability, but also a high end offense because he can throw the ball and he's progressed. He has gotten better every single season. The offense has gotten better. Uh, as far as playing to Kyler's skill set and, and expanding his skill set a little bit. So despite the tough finish to the season last year for Kyler Murray, I still think he's a top 10 caliber player and you just kind of lock him up and pay him his 40 and and know what you're getting into from a team building effort as far as the next few years. So I, I think Kyler's in that range. All right, there you go. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, senior analyst on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Uh, dropping the knowledge on the Cowboys, the Saints, the quarterback situations, and everything in between. We appreciate your time, Steve. Thanks so much, man. All right. Thanks, Blake. Steve Palazzola, Pro Football Focus, on the Corona Premier Guest Line, the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Mississippi Smart Homes. Jake Manning and the crew, let them handle your home automation, make life a little easier. MSSmarthomes.com. MSSmarthomes.com. Check them out today. They can uh, handle your home theater. They can handle... Home automation with lighting, with security, the Google Chrome Hub, any and everything. Let them take care of you. MSSmarthomes.com, MSSmarthomes.com. Two hours in the books, hour three coming up next. We have Dave Bartu, College Football Matrix, coming at 9.30. That's right, Dave Bartu at 9.30. We're going to talk a little SEC football and the college football playoff. How many teams can really win a title in a given year? 
We'll talk about that and more coming up. Hour number three on the other side. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.